0: The questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas.
1: Scientists recently acknowledged that the human race faces extinction as male sperm count declines. To that, add the hidden dangers of soy, which, contrary to what you are being told, is not health food, does not prevent disease has not even been proven safe. Epidemiological, clinical, and laboratory studies link soy to malnutrition, digestive problems, thyroid dysfunction, cognitive decline, reproductive disorders, even heart disease and cancer. What about this new trend of man-hate brought to you by the new feminists? This has created the MGTOW, or Men Going Their Own Way, movement, Now we have discussed this before. What about the disappearance of gentlemen? What about chivalry, courtesy, honor, being realistic, polite, gallant, respectful, noble, and decent? Those are the qualities my parents instilled upon me. What has changed, and who is behind the destruction of these values and the society we used to know? And by the way, did you know that 5G network uses the same EMF waves as Pentagon crowd control systems? Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button. Join me on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. And to discuss this and many other topics, tonight's special guest is Hillary Ramo, an award winning photographer, artist, and writer. Hillary has been a radio host in the truth seeking genre of alternative media for over 15 years. Her website is hillaryraymo.com, and she joins us directly from Albany, New York. Hello, Hillary, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you?
0: Hi, Mel. Thanks so much for having me. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today.
1: Well, Every time you post something on Facebook, I write down a little note here and there. I develop my own, you know, on my radar. I put a few things, but I know I don't have that many things written here. A lot of things are going to be impromptu. But I wanted to ask you first, because I see this more and more. Why does it seem men are being painted as the enemy and you are a lady? So I want to ask you that first.
0: Well, that's a good question. And we should be having this conversation. And so should many other people. I think what's happening is, we are, we are watching the unresolved, unhealed emotional issues in the feminine energy come to the surface, and it's being triggered by a social experiment. It's being triggered by people who have learned how to use your emotions against you to manipulate you for political purposes. Um, So I don't know how much of that you want me to go into right at this moment, but that's my initial response to your question. And uh, we need to really be having these conversations. And I've been trying to have these conversations, but there's so much anger and there's so much instant reaction and attack That it is almost impossible to have these conversations on social media without having some kind of, you know, uproar about how dare you even ask these questions. So I hope we get into this in detail because it really needs to be discussed.
1: We definitely will. And on social media, I've become more of a spectator lately because a few months ago, if I mentioned something like this or like that, it was an immediate attack a reaction, Mm -hmm. almost as if people get triggered. What happened to the times when you and I would disagree about something over coffee or tea, and we were still friends? I would still appreciate you for who you were, and this world runs the way it does because we have differences of opinion. Otherwise, how boring would it be if everyone thought the same? In fact, I spoke to a scientist years ago, and he told me, if everyone had the same opinion the human race would become extinct because if one person who was being followed by everybody would commit suicide, everybody else would. Isn't that an interesting thought?
0: Hmm. Well, we all haven't lived the same life and we all have different experiences and we all have different triggers and we have different wounds and things we've healed from. And so everybody really is at a different place. And how... How rude and inconsiderate is it to be upset with somebody because they don't see a situation the same way you see a situation? Or they bring to the table an alternative perspective for critical thinking or to ask important questions. I remember when social media first came out, I was on the air, I was doing radio, I was talking to people and having amazing, important conversations. When social media began, it was a lot different than it is now. I think what you've watched happen, especially since Trump came into office, is a massive crackdown on the ability to unite voices and bring people together the way that social media was doing in the beginning. I think it's a completely different platform now and uh, the digital studies that have been done by people who buy data from Facebook have had a lot to do with that because I think at the beginning, it was like the wild, wild west. Well, let them all talk to each other and let's see what happens and everybody networked and things were happening and it was amazing. and. Helpful to many people. And then all of a sudden, you start to get censored, or maybe you're triggering some of the AI algorithms and you're, you're moving into a different space. And then once political stuff started to happen after Trump, especially, was uh, elected you started to see changes in social media that y- you may or may not have been so obvious, but this big scandal that just happened recently with the data brokering and selling data to these big firms. And I'm sure many of their clients were corporate clients. How has that affected social media? Nobody's having those conversations either. And it's really amazing to me that nobody has put that together with Obama making propaganda legal during his term. And I'm sure everybody is having a great time running that around on the public. So I think there's a lot to play into all of this. Connection is definitely, I think, what Mark Zuckerberg had in mind when he created this. But I'm not sure it was the only thing he had in mind because it quickly became a, a source of income for, for him and many other people. And the data brokering that was taking place, I mean, who's buying the data? You know, we never really heard any of that. We watched the the trials. We watched the the stuff going on, uh, the committee meetings, excuse me, going on on, in the Senate. and, And Mark was there talking about stuff and being really elusive to what was really going on behind the scenes and not taking a lot of accountability for what was really happening. I mean, you just don't make a billion dollars, billions of dollars based on selling data. What were they studying really? And what are they doing with that now? I mean, what does the platform really offer anybody now at this point? The Instagram founders have just uh, quit, basically, and now Facebook owns Instagram and a lot of other l- interesting little platforms as well. So, what's really going on with this whole social connective thing? I think what you're watching is a manipulation of social—I uh, don't know—emotion, social emotion. You're watching people take advantage of the you know what has been created, and they 're using it to politically uh, single out opinions, study who hates who and I think it 's a really da- it 's going into a really dangerous uh, arena, but how hard is it to quit it? Everybody has gotten so used to it where this is their social connection. they get online to see what everybody's doing, what are people talking about. They have been led into a very tricky, sticky place.
1: Well, years ago, I think it was Dr. Brooks Agnew who told me this a few weeks ago, that years ago, the U.S. government wanted to compile information about every individual in a way that perhaps went too far as it relates to privacy. And it was denied immediately after. What do we get? Facebook. You know, we have MySpace, the predecessor, which died after Facebook. But then Facebook comes along. Mark Zuckerberg, I think he definitely created Facebook. At the same time, I have a hard time to believe, believing that he was the only person behind this. Something tells me that DARPA, the CIA, and all those big brother uh, suspects on the top are definitely involved. Same thing with Google. I remember when you had Netscape, you, I mean, you had, uh, you know, so many other search engines and then Google just took over. These are the, the what is it that I saw, PAW, uh, the, 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 the three companies, uh, Google, Apple, and uh, what is it, uh, Facebook, I mean, social media. But when it comes to, to social media, as you well said, it was a, a place to network, now, do you really expect, did you really expect when you joined Facebook that the data was not going to be used? Did you sign thinking, oh, this is free, nobody's going to touch my private information? Did you really think that, as most people did?
0: Me personally, I wasn't sure. I I had always maintained use of it as a business tool, free marketing the ability to advertise my events and the things that I were working on. So I I got onto Facebook with an intent and I stayed there and I'm really glad that I did. Uh, You know, I have a separate family page where I just have my family members on it. I don't, I don't mix the two. And I'm well aware that, yeah. And I'm well aware that the, the, the information, you know, I'm very careful about what I put on there. I see a lot of people not doing that. And so here's my concern is that for people who didn't have that intent, don't have that intent, get on there and share every single thing about their day. Oh, I had spaghetti for lunch today. Who cares? But for some reason, they are putting things of that personal nature and sort, and here's a picture of my my kids and all of this stuff, And, uh, you know, I I just think that it's been a a trap. It's been like an entrapment, if you will, because when you start to use these tools to just put your whole life out there and you submit to the social validation structure that it's creative out of, you kind of give permission for whoever is watching to be a voyeur in your life and, and watch it. I mean, there's some creepy people out there. I have had people you know, show up on my Facebook page. I don't have a clue who they are. Never met them in my entire life. I friend them because I friend people on that page and it exposes them to my work. And that's how I, that's my tool. That's how I use it. But every now and then you get somebody on there who is harassing or, you know, just, Over the top, respects no boundaries, posts like they know you personally, and it becomes a real creepy situation. And of course, you have to you have to. Likes all your
1: pictures from seven years ago, all of a sudden.
0: Well, you know, and then posting comments with little hearts after them, like they have some kind of you know (laughs) intimate relationship with you, which isn't true. So. I have, I, you know, this past year, I I have not friended people, I I have not really sought out to increase my platform on Facebook, because I actually unfriended probably about 2000 people, people I didn't know, didn't know who they were, you know, over time, they had just gotten added in to build the audience, because let's admit it, Facebook was all about the numbers and still is to some degree. But now you have to pay more to get more. You have to pay into the Facebook advertising. you have to pay into the the campaigns that you create for whatever it is you're using it for. I stopped doing that i i was I was putting very minimal money into that, and I was playing the game for a little bit. And I realized really quickly what a waste of money that is. So I stopped doing it and I don't do it. And I don't pay for, I don't pay or sponsor any, any of my posts at all. I barely use my business page. I just kind of stay on there to keep relevant with what's going on, promote my work and share events and and that sort. And that keeps it very clean for me. And I like that. But, you know, every now and then I'll start talking about, because this is the radio host in me, I will start talking about something controversial. You know, what what artist isn't somewhat controversial, right? And here I am, I'm an artist, whether I'm a radio show host or a painter or whatever. So here I'll bring up something. And I'm always really surprised, believe it or not, with some of the outrageous responses and how people really can't have the conversation anymore and how serious they take the interaction. You know, if I'm sitting down to dinner and I'm having dinner with somebody and we're having a conversation and, you know, a debate or whatever, it's much different than if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody in comment under a Facebook post. I mean, let's face it, we've all learned how to do it. Right. But when you find yourself talking in the language of what did you see my Facebook post today and you're face to face with somebody, you got issues. You have to stop talking in that kind of way. You, you're too entangled. You have to back up and take a, take a break from this, you know, being mindful in the digital age is going to become an important skill. And we're all still part of this grand experiment, no matter how old we are, what place we're we are on our path or, you know, whatever it is that we're experiencing, we're all part of this, uh, you know, kids, growing up in the digital age because now there are generations who have not not known it and you see little children under the age of like 10 learning how to smile and pose for selfies I see parents posting pictures of their kids online that shouldn't be posted online because you really just don't know who's watching and there's It just puts them at risk, and I think we really have to learn how to put boundaries back in place when it comes to this stuff and realize that Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are not the only places to have interactions with people, and once we start putting too much weight in the responses and interactions, it's time to take a break.
1: Absolutely. I spend a lot of time at the beach, and I see, especially young women, you see them Instead of just enjoying themselves in the ocean, it's almost like a like you have a thousand models line up in the entire seashore just taking selfies all day long, all day long. And you go to a restaurant at night, and what do you see? People on their tables just looking at their phones. And I think it was you who posted a, a meme or a picture the other day of a phone and a claw grabbing the person in, in, in the face. It's so aptly Well put, because that's what I see all the time. And, you know, many, as you said, the new generation, they haven't been. You know, Facebook is, according to the youngsters, Facebook is for old people. But it's all Instagram. (laughs) I had this family and uh, their 14-year-old daughter, they were going to Turks and Caicos or, or, or the Bahamas, actually. And they have some pigs that swim there. And I told her, well, I think the hurricane may have had, you know, kill some of those pigs, and she goes, oh, no, oh, my God. And I thought, wow, look at this girl, so compassionate. And she goes, oh, my God, that was so Instagrammable. Everything has to <laughs> deal with with social media.
0: Well, that picture that you're referring to that I posted was actually, if you remember in the movie Alien, yes. there was a creature that came out and, like, attached itself to a people's face while it was kind of impregnating them with an alien that would eventually come out of their stomach, And I was really taken with this image, and and we have to really respect the power of images because we are living in that era, okay? And no matter what we post or how we post it or what we do to the picture, images drive people's emotions. They drive the psychology. So when I saw that picture, I said, you know, this is really relevant to what's happening. People can't get their faces out of their phone. And I'm guilty of it at times too, okay, because our phones have become attached to us. Now, think about what you were saying before when we talk about the digital implementation of 5G technology and how everybody is supposed to be this studyable factor. Well, Everything that you do on your phone is traceable. Everything you do on your desktop or your laptop is traceable. And I think what they're doing is they're trying to make people so dependent on their cell phone that they will be, you know, inseparable. And that creates a perfect opportunity for any individual to be studied Watch Now, people. I hear a lot of people say, well, I have nothing to hide, so who cares if they're watching what I'm doing? Well, let's say you have an opinion about what's happening in the world, or you have an opinion about your leadership, or you have an opinion about, you know, the Me Too movement, or, you know, who's doing who wrong, okay? And you start to tweet it, or you start to post it on Facebook, or you're texting your friend about it, and you're going on and on. Well, this is all valuable information for whoever's in charge or for the pharmaceutical companies who are making more and more drugs for all of us to be on because everybody's got a mental illness now. Right. So it's really interesting to see how cell phones have become the connection between the person and their life and the 5G network, which is really absolutely something everybody should be talking about because i don't know if you've noticed or not but around here where i live the power lines that you know everybody knows are pretty bad you shouldn't live near them have now been something has gone up next to them that is about five times higher than what they have already
2: thank you for listening to unlock the full two-hour interview including video formats Downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more. Subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. To listen to the rest of the interview, you don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe you want to know.